Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A quiz of ice and fire. Hello there, listeners. It's time for another quiz of ice and fire. I'm your host, Yoke Boy. And I'm also your host, Lady Guinevere. We are Radio Westeros, and usually we do detailed analysis of a song of ice and fire. But the kindness of our patrons has unlocked this bonus quiz feature. And by bonus, we mean that there's no charge for the patrons. This bonus quiz is a freebie, just for some fun. And we do pick and choose questions that might remind you about book details, both important and trivial, that you might have missed or forgotten. Okay, and if you're keeping score, it might be a good idea to get a pen and paper handy now. There are 15 questions, and today's topic is Houses of Westeros. This is the second time we've delved into this subject. Yeah, corresponding with our last quiz episode, we have 15 questions on Westerosi houses to test you on. From obscure vassals to major houses and those in between, pit your wits against us and see how many you can score. And remember, we do enjoy you guys shouting out your scores across our social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, and so on. Please tell us your scores when you're finished. Okay, so let's get started with question one. House Blackwood are a proud and ancient house whose sigil features the dead weirwood of their seat at Raventree Hall. Our question is, which house do the Blackwoods blame for poisoning said weirwood? Yeah, who are the weirwood poisoners? Can you remember that detail? And on to question two. In the north, there are fierce mountain clans loyal to House Stark. Jon Snow tells Stannis in A Dance with Dragons that one clan are most numerous. At the Harvest Feast, Bran describes their sigil as Three brown buckets on a blue field with a border of white and grey checks. Which clan is this that we're talking about? Okay, so which clan are we asking you about? On to question three. The Lannisters are the richest house in Westeros from all that gold mining at Casterly Rock. Our question is, and half a point for each, who is the second wealthiest house and what is their seat? 
Yeah, so half a point for each. Who is the second wealthiest house and where is their seat? And on to question four. Which house was founded up north in the time of the main series in a match made by Jon Snow? Okay, so a new house created in the north during the time of the main series. On to question five. Which house sports nine black bats on their sigil and also hosted one of the most famous tourneys in Westeros history? Yeah, famous tourney, black bats, which house is this? And on to question six. Which northern house were formerly reachmen but now live on the mouth of a river of tactical and financial importance, making them a very powerful northern vassal? Okay, so Northern House, who were former Reachmen. On to question seven. Which old but poor house hails from Hart's home in the Vale? Yeah, this is quite a difficult one. The seldom mentioned Hart's home. Whose seat is that from the Vale? And on to question eight. Peter Baelish's house was founded by his great-grandfather, and his son chose a head for the sigil. Our question is, whose head is it on the Baelish sigil? Yeah, and longtime Radio Westeros listeners may have heard us discuss this sigil in the past. And now on to question nine. Which Stormlander house, whose geography along the border with Dorne makes them marcher lords, reside at Harvest Hall? Yes, so which hardened marcher lords reside at Harvest Hall? Can you remember that one? And on to question 10. Which significant noble house's sigil features a burgundy grape cluster against a blue background? Okay, grapes on their sigil. Which house is that? On to question 11. At the start of the books, which major house was being sworn fealty by these smaller houses, among others? Houses Peasbury, Grandison, Lonmouth, Cafarin, and Connington. Yes, so if you know the area where these houses come from, you'll have a very good shot of knowing which major house they were swearing fealty at the start of the books. And on to question 12. Which house count among their household loyal subjects such as Ben Bones, Yellow Dick, Damon Dance For Me, Luton, Sour Allen, Skinner and Grunt? Okay, come on, tell us which house these colorfully named bunch of men owe their allegiance to. On to question 13. In A Game of Thrones, Tyrion notices the Clegane sigil Three black dogs on a yellow field. In the next book, we learn what those three dogs represent. Can you tell us exactly what that is? Yes, so can you remember the backstory of the Clegane sigil as brought to us in A Clash of Kings? And on to question 14, the penultimate. Which house has a sigil of a red fox, which might be appropriate given the members of this house seem to have rather prominent ears. Yeah, and those prominent ears are, of course, noted many times throughout the series. 
On to question 15. Which apparently extinct house, though many readers theorize not, have a sigil that inverts the colors of the three-headed dragon of the Targaryen sigil, leaving a black dragon on red? And those were our 15 questions for you. We'll be back with the answers right after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, guys, welcome back. And now it's time for the answers to those 15 questions we gave you. And question number one was about House Blackwood and who are they blaming for the poisoning of the Weirwood at their seat at Raventree Hall. And the answer that we find out from A Dance with Dragons is, of course, the Brackens. Yeah, that's right, fellow Riverlanders, but archenemies, the Brackens. Here's a quote from A Dance with Dragons. Jamie glimpsed the gnarled limbs of the tree from which the castle took its name. It was a weirwood, ancient and colossal, ten times the size of the one in the stone garden at Casterly Rock. This tree was bare and dead, though. The Brackens poisoned it, said his host. For a thousand years it has not shown a leaf. In another thousand it will have turned to stone, the maesters say. Weirwoods never rot. So, the story behind the Brackens poisoning the Weirwood. And question two, you remember, had to do with that mountain clan whose sigil is described as three brown buckets on a blue field with a border of white and gray checks. And the answer is House Wool. Yeah, House Wool. And perhaps there's a a clue there in the description of the sigil with the three brown buckets. Remembering there is a a character called Big Bucket Wool. Here's a quote. The Wool. He has the biggest belly in the mountains and the most men. The Wolves fish the Bay of Ice and warn their little ones that Iron Men will carry them off if they don't behave. To reach them, your grace must pass through the Norris lands, however... They live the nearest to the gift and have always been good friends to the watch. So a bit of information about these clansmen who have the most men there. And on to question three, which was about the second wealthiest house and their seat. And this one was quite straightforward, I think. The answer is House Tyrell and their seat is, of course, Highgarden. Yeah, that's right. Tyrell and Highgarden. And it looks like we're going to be seeing these two wealthiest houses in the realm facing off in the upcoming books. Question four had to do with a brand new house founded in the north during the time of the main series. 
This, of course, is House Then, which was created when Jon Snow arranged the marriage between Sigorn and Alice Karstark. And here's the passage. Sigorn asked Melisandre, will you share your fire with Alice and warm her when the night is dark and full of terrors? I swear me, the Magnar's promise was a white cloud in the air. Snow dappled his shoulders. His ears were red. By the red god's flames, I warm her all her days. Alice, do you swear to share your fire with Sigorn and warm him when the night is dark and full of terrors? Till his blood is boiling. Her maiden's cloak was the black wool of the night's watch. The cast-dark sunburst sewn on its back was made of the same white fur that lined it. Melisandre's eyes shone as bright as the ruby at her throat. Then come to me and be as one. As she beckoned, a wall of flames roared upward, licking at the snowflakes with hot orange tongues. Alice Carstark took her magna by the hand. So the marriage of Alice and Sigorn there. And on to question number five. And this was about a house who sport nine black bats on their sigil and hosted a very famous tourney from Westerosi history. Did you know that one? The answer is House Went. Yeah, House Went, the former owners of the huge yet unfortunate castle of Harrenhal. Manissa Went was Catelyn Tully's mother. Oswald Went was a king's guard at the Tower of Joy. And on a related note, his brother, Lord Walter Went, hosted that famous tourney at Harrenhal, where Prince Rhaegar famously and fatefully crowned Lyanna Stark as his queen of love and beauty when all the smiles died. Now on to question six. That was about which northern house were former Reachmen and now have become one of the most, or arguably the most powerful, northern vassal. And the answer, of course, is House Manderley. And if you're interested in learning more about House Manderley, don't forget to check out History of Westeros' episodes on House Manderley. Yeah, we look forward to seeing some Manderley action in The Winds of Winter, of course. And this history of emigration by the former Reachmen and the subsequent relationship with the Starks begins to take centre stage up north as the Manderley's loyalty is tested. Here's a quote. A thousand years before the conquest, a promise was made and oaths were sworn in the Wolfstand before the old gods and the new. When we were sore, beset and friendless, hounded from our homes and in peril of our lives, the wolves took us in and nourished us and protected us against our enemies. The city is built upon the land they gave us. In return, we swore that we should always be their men, stark men. And that quote is, of course, from Wyler Manderley. And... So on to question number seven. This was a simple question about who hails from Hart's home in the Vale. And the answer is House Corbray. 
Yeah, House Corbray and notable members include Lionel Corbray and, of course, Lynn Corbray, one of Lysa Aaron's one-time suitors, about whom it's revealed in A Feast for Crows he's secretly working for none other than Peter Baelish. Lynn's job is to feign hatred for Littlefinger and join the conspiracies against him acting as a spy. And, of course, we're looking forward to seeing how that one plays out in The Winds of Winter. On to question eight... Another one uh, bringing Peter Baelish into the mix. His house was founded by his great-grandfather, and his grandfather chose a specific head for their sigil. The question was, whose head is on the Baelish sigil? And the answer is the head of the Titan of Bravos. Yeah, the Titan of Bravos, that huge monument guarding the entrance to Bravos on the water. And this information comes to us in A Storm of Swords. The device painted on the shield was one Sansa did not know. A grey stone head with fiery eyes upon a light green field. My grandfather's shield, Peter explained when he saw her gazing at it. His own father was born in Bravos and came to the Vale as a sellsword in the hire of Lord Corbray. So my grandfather took the head of the Titan as his sigil when he was knighted. And we do find it quite interesting that it's the head of a giant there. And see our little finger episodes if you want to know what we're theorising there. And anyway, on to question nine. Where we asked which Stormlander house, seated at Harvest Hall, are marcher lords given their proximity to the border with Dawn? And the answer is House Selmy. Okay, so House Selmy, and we get a little bit of their background from Sir Barristan Selmy during Storm of Swords and again during Dance. When he tells Danny about his dismissal from the Kingsguard, I walked from the throne room with my head high, though I did not know where I was going. I had no home but the White Sword Tower. My cousins would find a place for me at Harvest Hall, I knew, but I had no wish to bring Joffrey's displeasure down upon them. So Sir Barristan, thinking how you really can't go home again to Harvest Hall and House Selmy after his many years as a member of the Kingsguard. Now, question 10 had to do with a significant noble house whose sigil features a burgundy grape cluster against a blue background. And, of course, the grapes would be your clue that this is House Redwine. Yeah, House Redwine, who are, of course, sworn to Highgarden and have notable naval capabilities. Sansa Stark first spots the red wine sigil at the tourney of the hand in A Game of Thrones and describes it like so. The twins Sir Horace and Sir Hobber, whose shields displayed the grape cluster sigil of the red wines, burgundy on blue. Okay, and question number 11 now, which asks, at the start of the books... Which major house was being sworn fealty by these houses, Peasbury, Grandison, Lonmouth, Catherine, and Connington? And the answer is House Baratheon of Storm's End will, of course, take House Baratheon. Yeah, House Baratheon of Storm's End. Notice these are all Stormland houses. And we want to point out that at the start of the books, there are three branches 
of House Baratheon uh, in the persons of the three Baratheon brothers at Storm's End, King's Landing, and Dragonstone. And, of course, at the start of the books, that distinction is important as far as who's swearing fealty to whom. On to question 12. Which house counts the colorfully named Ben Bones, Yellow Dick, Damon Dance for Me, Luton, Sour Allen, Skinner, and Grunt amongst their household subjects? The answer is House Bolton, and we hope you all got that one. Yeah, House Bolton, because these seven are Ramsay Bolton's men known as the Bastard's Boys. They are unscrupulous men-at-arms who sit in important seats at Winterfell in A Dance of Dragons. Ostensibly Ramsay's devotees, his father Roos actually claims to Theon that in truth they report to him first. I know what he said. You're to spy on me and keep his secrets. As if he had secrets. Sour Allen, Luton, Skinner and the rest... Where does he think they came from? Can he truly believe they are his men? So Roose Bolton lets the reader know in no uncertain terms that the bastard boys are really in his pocket primarily. And on to question number 13, which asked about the significance of the three black dogs on yellow in the Clegane sigil and the backstory relating to that. And the answer is that they're representing the three dogs that died saving Lord Titus Lannister from a lioness. The moment which elevated House Clegane, of course. And here's Sandor telling the story to Sansa. I like dogs better than knights. My father's father was Kennelmaster at the Rock. One autumn year, Lord Titus came between a lioness and her prey. The lioness didn't give a shit that she was Lannister's own sigil, Bitch tore into my lord's horse and would have done for my lord, too, but my grandfather came up with the hounds. Three of his dogs died running her off. My grandfather lost a leg, so Lannister paid him for it with lands and a tower house and took his son to squire. The three dogs on our banner are the three that died in the yellow of autumn grass. A hound will die for you, but never lie to you, and he'll look you straight in the face. And on to question 14. Which house's sigil features a red fox and has members who are noted to have rather prominent ears? The answer, of course, the Florence. Yeah, the Florence, of course, at Sully's Baratheon's house. And given their reach, men sworn to Highgarden, they're well embroidered in the conflict with torn loyalties. They have a fox in their sigil. Here's a quote. It's customary to grant a king the style, Your Grace, announced Lord Florent. A red gold fox poked its shining snout out from his breastplate through a circle of lapis lazuli flowers. And finally, on the Florence, we mentioned when we were questioning those prominent ears. George seems to have written the Florence with these unusually large ears. Here's a quote. Queen Selyse's uncle was a keg of a man with thick arms and bandy legs. He had the prominent ears of a Florent, even larger than his nieces. And this observation about their ears is repeated quite a few times. So it does create a bit of humour after a few repetitions. And anyway, that's it for the Florence. 
On to our final question of the day, number 15. We asked which apparently extinct house, though theories in the fandom deny this, have a sigil that inverts the colours of the three-headed dragon on the Targaryen sigil, leaving a black dragon on red. And the answer is House Blackfire. Yeah, House Blackfire, founded by Damon Blackfire, the legitimized bastard of Aegon IV, the unworthy, and his cousin, Princess Dana Targaryen. This troublesome house fought civil wars and rebellions against the Targaryens and, at times, divided Westeros. Now thought to be extinct, the fandom is rife with notions that another Blackfire uprising is in the making, with young Griff being a secret Blackfire, rather than Aegon Targaryen, as he thinks he is. This theory, based on the scheming of Varys and Illyrio, is covered pretty thoroughly in our episode number 25 about the Blackfires, where we also cover Blackfire history and backstory. So check out episode 25 if you haven't already done so. And that's it for today. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember to shoot us your scores across social media, Twitter, Facebook, on Patreon if you're patrons. We do love to hear from you. Leave it in the comments on YouTube. Uh, We appreciate all of your support. Until next time, bye-bye.